Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Welcome to the Storytelling Lab, where we break down how to get to the heart of your story and the hearts of your audience to leave the greatest impact possible. And now here's your host, a filmmaker and competitive storyteller, Rain Bennett. What's up, my beautiful people? Welcome to another episode of the Storytelling Lab, where we break down the art and science of storytelling. This podcast is brought to you by Magnanimous Rentals. Cameras, lenses, lights, and much more at the lowest rental rates online. Magnanimous Rentals, every order submitted at magrents.com. That's M-A-G-R-E-N-T-S.com. Every order submitted receives a discount. Inexpensive production essentials ship right to your door. Magrents.com. Go Magnanimous. Listen, I've been working with Magnanimous Rentals for a few years, and I love it. I can't tell you how awesome it is to have a production trip, which I travel at least once a month or so, and I pack my bags and my luggage with my clothes, I hop on my plane, I reach my destination, I get to my hotel or my Airbnb, and boom, my equipment is there waiting for me nicely packaged up. My cameras, my lenses, tripods, lights, I didn't have to travel with any expensive or heavy equipment, and it just made everything a breeze. I do my shoot. I knock it out of the park, I pack the equipment back into the packaging it came in, and I stop by UPS or FedEx on the way back to the airport, and boom, it's back on its way to Magnanimous Rentals. Super easy, super affordable, and listen, if you have a production in-house for your business and you can't justify purchasing camera equipment, this is a perfect affordable alternative for you guys. Rent the equipment that you need and then send it back. Magnanimous Rentals, go check them out at magrents.com. And as always, this podcast is brought to you by Six Second Stories, where we help you maximize your impact through short-form storytelling. It is 2020, my beautiful people. I can't believe that's a real year, but it is here. A new decade is upon us, and I wanted to start this decade off big. I wanted to give you guys a treat. Today, my guest 
is the biggest guest that I've had on the show to date. And he is a perfectly fitting guest for the new year, new you mentality that we all seem to have going into 2020. I'm I'm already seeing the Facebook posts and the tweets about how things are going to be different this year and we're going big and how last decade was great, but this is going to be even greater. And I hope that's true. I want it to be true for you. I want it to be true for me. But today's guest seeks to solve the world's biggest problem. People don't believe in themselves enough. Is that you? Sometimes that's me. I'm not going to lie. So I'm excited to bring Evan Carmichael on the show today. Evan Carmichael is an entrepreneur and now spends his time using other people's stories, other successful people's stories. This is what he did for himself to inspire himself and chops up the most effective advice that successful people have and puts it out in content to over his 2 million YouTube subscribers and his Instagram followers and uh, and Twitter followers. And he has a massive following and all he does is dole out inspiration daily, multiple times daily. And he's a force. And we have been trying to make this podcast happen. His team reached out to me and actually had a spot open up. And this was uh, November 27th in the evening, and they were like, hey, are you available tomorrow on what was Thanksgiving for us here in the U.S.? Evan and his team are based out of Toronto, and I was wanting to get Evan on the on the show really badly, but I was with my family, and I was like, I talked to his, uh, his, his team, his assistant, and I said, I'm sorry, I would love the, the opportunity to have you on, have him on the show, but I, you know, I can't do it. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta be with family tomorrow. And I think ultimately they, they respected that. And by the next day, by Thanksgiving, we had booked a, booked a conversation in December. So, hey, funny how the world works if you believe. I got that from Evan. Um, anyway, I'm going to go ahead and stop talking so you guys can hear what Evan has to say. This is 25 minutes packed full of punch. There are some great, great tips here that you are not going to want to miss. He helps me solve one of my biggest life's uh, questions, and we just chop it up, and we get deep, and we have a good time, and I appreciate Evan so much for coming on the show, and I hope you guys enjoy it. Here it is, and Happy New Year. Check it out. So I I wanted to just go ahead and jump in and ask you, like, believe right so simple simple concept maybe not easy to to uh carry out all the time but why is that the word why is that the mantra that you've kind of dedicated your your mission to and really the question is why is that something that people struggle with belief yeah so it's interesting how you said just before this we kind of ended on self-care i think actually doing work that you love and building your self-confidence up is self-care as well. I think learning to believe in yourself is self-care. Um, this, is, this is the problem I think most of the world has is that on the one hand, we know that we're capable of more. You know that you're capable of more. You may not think that you're, you're I say everybody has Michael Jordan level talent or something. You may not believe that, but you know you're capable of more. And yet we're afraid to go. We're afraid to act. We're afraid to go and actually create something, mostly because we're afraid of judgment and other people's opinions. We're not afraid of failure. 
we're afraid of failing in front of people. Mm. You sing in the shower, but you won't sing in the street corner. Mm -hmm. Why? Because fear of judgment. Uh, and so you know you're capable of more, but you're afraid of what people are going to say if it doesn't work out. And so it's like having your foot on the gas and the brake at the same time. You're just, you're just spinning your wheels and kicking up a lot of smoke and, and you're frustrated. And so at the core of all that, I think, is, is belief, starting with self-belief. And when you figure out how to build more self-belief, you can start to lift your foot off the brake a little bit so you can start to go. So one thing that, that kind of gets me excited about the, the content that you put out and the stuff that you do is that a lot of times, you know, we're sharing our own, our own stories. That's kind of what I specialize in. I know, I know you do that, but you really have, have carved this niche of sharing other people's stories and how they went about it. So first of all, first part of that question is how, how do sharing others' stories of success, of working through their struggles, how does that help people have that belief in themselves that they can do it too? It's a starting point. Uh, I think it's a starting point. So what it means is if you see whoever your heroes are, you know, if for the video version of this, you can see some posters behind me. I got Steve Jobs and my parents and some other people on the wall. Oh, that's awesome that your parents are in there. I love that. Well, that's me when I'm eight or nine years old yeah. and my parents above me. And, and believe also comes from them. They would always tell me, you're Evan Castrilli Carmichael. You can do anything that you believe that you can. Um, so that's a great message from them. Absolutely. Uh, showing, so look at your heroes and look at their stories. Because it's easy to look at whoever you look up to. Even the, Rain Bennett, look at him now, right? It's like, man, what a god of a human. I could never <laughs> be like that, right? <laughs> Go back, like even for your podcast, like what episode number is this for you? Oh, I don't know. We're on season three. It's probably like 45. Awesome. Like go back and listen to episode two. It sucked. Bro, totally. Right. And so that's part of the process. You might look at where Rain's at now and say, well, look, I mean, he's, he's natural. He's getting these guests. It's all amazing. Like, no, dude, Rain, he sucked at the beginning. Right. And go back and watch it. And, and episode two is there and you can see, you know, how, how bad it was. Um, and that's when I, when I look at famous entrepreneurs, that's what helped it for me is I saw where they're at now, but I was most curious is how did they make their first million? Cause that's what I wanted to do. Like, how did they get this thing off the ground? How did they build up initial momentum? That's what I wanted to do for myself. And then it seems like, you know what? That's possible, right? Like it's doable looking at, at where they started from. I already have more resources than they probably did when they started. And uh, then it shows the strategies. So like what did, Steve Jobs do? What did Microsoft do? Right? Like Bill Gates saved my company, even though I've never met him because mm. of my first business. I, the worst day of my life is when I told my partner that I quit. Um, and then I woke up the next day. It's like, I can't quit on this because I'm going to feel like I'm going to regret this if I don't just give it a little bit more, but I can't keep doing it the way I'm doing it. So I need to find another path. And I asked myself who had built a software company before. And the only person I could think of was Bill Gates. Right. So I researched his story and I applied his strategies and that's what started to help my business take off. So it's both the hope that it's possible and then the specific strategies of what to do. But then you need to couple it with you actually doing it. Like reading alone isn't enough. Listening to a show like this isn't enough. You got to then take that idea and turn it into some momentum. So uh, I've been following you for about six months. I forgot whose podcast I heard you on initially, but love the energy mm -hmm. and, and kind of started following your content at that point. When we decided to do this, I looked even further back and I went back to, you know, YouTube 10 years ago when you're doing like the Walt Disney documentaries and that sort of thing, which I love. I'm a documentary filmmaker. So it's like, you're speaking my language. 
but I, I'm curious what what made you seek to to connect with people and tell those stories and, and what made you make that decision to like I'm gonna just make these because I know that's not easy even though they were kind of shorter they're not like a feature-length film like that's not easy to compile all that footage write that script and make that little documentary and you were doing this consistently and you, and you still are so what 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 was the point where you're like I'm gonna do this I have a process that I talk about in my book, Built to Serve, of, of who, why, how. How to figure out your purpose and turn it into, into your passion that can then make you money in the business. So if we jump into the, to the, the last part, however you got out of the hole is mm. what you want to teach other people how to do it. Right? So your who is your, your one word most important core value? Who do you stand for? I, I stand for belief. Everybody has the most important core value. Your why is your pain. Your purpose comes from your pain. Whatever you struggled with the most in life, you want to help other people through that same thing. Because there's lots of people who currently are who you used to be. Mm. So for me, I struggled so much as an entrepreneur and gave up and quit that I, I'm making content for my 19-year-old self. There's lots of people who currently are like that, like I was. That's who I'm talking to. And as much as I love helping people who've already made it and have you know, millions of dollars in revenue, I love it, but not as much as like the startup who's just trying to get their thing off the ground because that was the most painful time for me. Um, and then the how, how I got out of it was I modeled Bill Gates, right? Like I, I applied Bill Gates' strategies and that's what led my company to grow. And so what have I done for the past 20 years now is just show people how they can model other people's success because that's what saved me. And so the how is a recipe. Yeah. Right. It's not just didn't just work for me. It can work for other people as well. Um, my first video on YouTube was 10 years ago, but I was already 10 years in on my journey mm. of doing this. And so I had a website before that and I was speaking before that still with the same messaging around here. You can learn from other successful people. Success is clues. Let me show you how to do it. Was that a scary transition for you to go from a world of entrepreneurship that you, you, know, you knew pretty well to like, I'm going to start teaching people essentially? Um, the scariest part was my biggest fear is disappointing people. Mm. Even now, like my yeah. biggest fear is I'm going to show up on your show and, and tank, you know, that's, that's what I'm always, you're doing good. So, so far bro. we're working. Okay. Yes. We're in the lab. It's happening. <laughs> that's always the time, but you're doing pretty good. Right. Too. Okay. There's still, I could still, I could still choke on my water or something, fall off my trampoline that I'm standing on. So the idea of public speaking, especially or, or a live interview mm -hmm. uh, adds to the insecurity because it's okay. easier to disappoint somebody. If you're making a video or a doc or whatever, um, you can edit it. You can go back and tweak it and change. You don't like how you look. You don't like what you said. You had you know, spinach in your teeth. Great, again, let's do it again. Um, when you go live or when you're on stage and there's people who you know, paid money and they trekked out to come and see you, there's always that fear that I might, I might disappoint them. Um, but the only way through is, is through, like you, you mm -hmm. do it. And so that fear of mine, I don't think ever goes away. I think you're just capable of playing on bigger stages. Mm -hmm. So, you know, now going, I have an event tonight at my uh, company I invested into, and I'm going to be speaking to, uh, you know, however many people show up. I've done that so many times that I'm not nervous to go and do it. Right. But if you put me, you know, on the Oprah Winfrey show or you put me in some stadium or something, I'm going to be nervous. Like, oh, my gosh, I hope I don't. Well, the storytelling lab. Yes, this is it. This is the big <laughs> breakthrough. It's happening right here, right? 
boom, 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 boom. And then what I've taught myself is this boom, I have to call, I call it the boom, boom test where when my heart's going boom, 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 that means it's go time. Right. And that's that means good, I, have to, I have to do it. It's a good sign too, that boom, boom, boom. Yeah. I, I mean, that's fuel for me, yeah? Well, most people back down from it. Exactly. And I think we, I think we actually back down by default. I mm -hmm. think we're playing small 95% of the time. It's just point. in that 5% that you catch it. If you catch yourself, like you're afraid to do something and then you don't do it, you're teaching yourself that you suck. It's like the old cliche about like controlling the fire or letting it get out of control, right? Like if you can control it, manipulate it, like you can do wonderful things with it. However, if you let it get out of hand, it consumes, you, you know what I mean? Go deeper. How would it consume you? It's fire. It'll burn, burn you up. I think it was Custom Auto, Mike Tyson's trainer, who said, like, you know, you have this fire burning inside of you. And if you can control mm -hmm. a flame, you can do a lot of powerful things with it, right? But it can also take over and control you if, if you don't you know, have that grasp. I see it. I think of it, I think of it more as like a staircase. Cause I don't think, I don't think there's anything, I mean, apart from doing something against your values, uh -huh. um, I don't think there's any, I don't think there's any being consumed by my fears. Like if I'm afraid of disappointment, whatever the biggest stage would be, I don't, I don't, I can't see it getting any, I think it's only serving me as opposed to destroying me. Of course. But for some people, it, it, it keeps them from ever getting on that stage. Sure. Yeah. You know so I mean? then the path is through. The path is doing. Absolutely. And uh, if you catch it and you don't do it, you're teaching yourself that you suck. 100%. I saw an interesting, really interesting use of storytelling on your site that I loved when you basically told your story through the pictures of you through your childhood. Mm. I, I mean, I thought that was amazing in terms of like a get to know me exercise. Like, okay. stuck me right. I thought it was amazing. I mean, a lot of people, there's a lot of about us pages that are pretty carbon copied. You know what I mean? But right. I thought that was a really interesting uh, way to do it. Did you, how much thought did you put behind that? Like, I want to show people like four-year-old Evan, seven-year-old Evan. Um, so actually, I got this idea from Twitch where in, I just started Twitch streaming. I play League of Legends, I play three games of League of Legends a night, and I answer business questions on my Twitch stream. Nice. And underneath the video, there are panels, and there's three panels that show up, and then you can go as many deep as you want, but as always in these columns of three. And most Twitch panels kind of suck, so they, I'm gonna just share my story in these panels. And I made them these little squares where I tried to just think of what are the, what are the standout moments or highlight moments, and where did I have pictures of me as well? from growing up and it starts with baby Evan, my first picture. And then, and then it slowly gets to, you know, some of the highlights and, and, and low points too yeah. in my life. Um, and then I just liked it so much. I thought I'm just going to bring this to my website. So if you go to my homepage, it's just off my name. Uh, you can go off and see, you know, these three pictures, these, these three columns of pictures with a little bit of story. I think it's like a sentence or two for each picture yeah. and just a quick highlight just to get people a little sense yeah. of who I am. And uh, yeah, it was fun. It was cool to put together. It took, it took some work. I bet. <laughs> it was thorough. But you made a good point about the, uh, including the low points too. And from what I know with storytelling, and like you said, just, just seeing someone having done it before, those moments and being able to be honest and open and vulnerable enough to like show those moments where, hey, this year wasn't so good and I went through something. It was a transition. Like That's helpful to people from, from my experience. Do you, you feel the same way? Yeah, I think it's something that I had to learn too on the growth. If, if you're perfect, uh, people don't want to learn from you because they feel like you're perfect. Like a rain, he's perfect. He's a god of a man. I can't do that. 
right? So showing the chinks in the armor is what people can then connect to. Like the fact that you have insecurities and weaknesses and doubts and fears, and then you still went off and did it is way more inspiring than you saying, no, I never had any problems. I'm perfect. Right. And also that's pretty much not going to be true because nobody's perfect too. So now you're being inauthentic on top of all of it. Yeah. And people can smell it. But, but I think also in the story, like, um, yeah, I can really resonate and help people who are in the early stages of a business and it's not working out with them or doubting themselves and all of this. Um, that's like, that's my people. That's my tribe. I love it. But for somebody who is a victim of abuse or somebody who has some crazy addiction, you know, like I can't, I can't connect as much. I can have empathy. I can listen. I can try to guide to some resources, but I've never been through it myself. Yeah. And so I can't share something. I had great parents. I love my parents. I'm going to have a picture of them on my wall. If you hate your parents because they beat you every night, like I got nothing besides a listening ear to be able to help you with. And so in sharing your story, it also allows people who are like you to find you and say, man, look at what they went through. And they see you as being just a little bit ahead of them. You represent hope. If you can get out of it, so can they. And so they want to, whatever, listen to your podcast, watch your YouTube channel, buy your books, whatever is, however you're disseminating your message. For your community, what are the stories that, that really resonate the most that you notice you get the most engagement on that just really hit home with, with your audience? Um, people love my stories, which took me a long time to get over, to get around to. I'm, I'm introvert. I'm shy. Uh, I felt no need to share my story. The biggest fight I get into with my agent is, uh, he wants me to be famous. I'm like, I don't, I have no need. Like, I don't like it. Yeah. But, but in becoming more well-known, you can spread the message more. And so I've, I've kind of come around on that, but I'm, I don't have a natural, like, please look at me that a lot of people who get into this kind of stuff do. Um, and I also felt I'm sharing the stories of Bill Gates and Steve Jobs and Oprah and Howard Hughes and all these people like, right. sure, I sold my first business for, you know, seven figures, but I'm nothing compared to these people. Why would you want to know my story? And so for the longest time, uh, the, I have a top 10 series uh, on my channel where I'll, I'll break down different successful people and their top 10 rules of success. And Evan Carmichael is the number one vote. Like, where's Evans? Where's Evans? And, and I just, for, for three years or so, just never touched it. Like, don't, it's not about me, guys. It's about the people. And then one, one year, either on my birthday or Christmas, my team and my fans put together the Evan top 10 and surprised me and launched this video. I was like, okay, well, I guess it's out there. And now, now we do more. Like every month there's a new Evan top 10. I kind of get myself, you know, the, my mindset around having my own content there as well. Um, I, I think yeah, it was definitely a journey. It, yeah. And I think that's a tough one to, you know, I used to feel like that too. Like I had to be pretentious if I'm like, I was actually working with like a kind of a mentor of mine and, and I didn't want to put like Emmy nominated on something, some bio about me because I was like, well, I didn't win. And you know, I, I just feel like that's kind of cheesy or pretentious or whatever. And he was like, well, think about what you're saying to people who actually look up to that and they think it's special. And you're just kind of, you know, crapping on it. Like, ah, it's no big deal. Like, that's nothing special. And, and it made me think of the people where I grew up as a small, poor town in, in North Carolina who really looked up to that and thought it was something special. And if I'm crapping on that, that's kind of crapping on them in a way. Mm. That changed my perspective of like, hey, just because I'm not Bill Gates, like, I've still accomplished some things that 
other people would like to accomplish. And I seek to, you know, that's who I seek to serve, but it, it changed my perspective on that. I love it, dude. My, my take on that is pretty similar. Um, I'll say it's selfish not to share. Yeah. Like you're actually being self. You think you're being selfless. You're being selfish. Like right. you're denying people the chance to learn from you. Stop being so selfish, dude, and share your story. Absolutely. Right? Maybe more of a hardcore approach on it. No, um, but it's, it's, it's exactly it. Because if you're one step in front of somebody, you can still turn around and help them. I think a lot of times we have this thing in our head where we have to be on top of the mountain to help people like get up. But you, you can help people just get around the bend, right? Yeah. Um, so uh, I think it was just this past week or whatever. There's a couple of things I saw you post that are concepts that are just near and dear to my heart. So I wanted to pick your brain a little bit about them. Okay. Gratitude recently, huge part of what I'm going through in my personal journey and professional journey when I'm helping people understand how to tell and share their stories. What role does gratitude play in your life and your business? Uh, a constant one. I mean, I'm grateful to be here. I'm grateful to be talking to you. Uh, I'm grateful I get to wake up every day and do what I want to do and, and serve, right? I think if you, if you spend more of your time living in the land of gratitude, positivity, optimism, um, and whatever makes you get into that, maybe it's a song you put on in the morning, maybe it's a reminder, maybe it's a prayer, maybe it's a walk with your dog, like some kind of trigger, because I don't think, well, at least I don't, maybe other people do. I don't wake up and like, boom, I'm in gratitude state. Right. I wake up and I'm tired and I'm like, well, new day started. Like, what just happened? <laughs> um, and so it's the, it's the habits. Like, I don't know anybody who wakes up. It's like, oh, it's Thursday. Oh my God. It's amazing. Right? Like nobody. Tony Robbins doesn't wake up like that. It's the <laughs> habits and rituals that then demand that from yourself because you want to be in a, in a state of X, gratitude, positivity, optimism. Um, so for me, the, one of the first things I do is uh, part of my routine is sing. I put on a song that makes me feel happy. Damn. Because um, music is the fastest way to change your state. So there's no one perfect song. You know, the song I like, you might think is like the worst of all time. Awesome. But there's, a music, there's songs right now that like, there's a song that, right, that if it came on right now, I'm already on my trampoline, but it would like, it would force you to get out of your chair. You just have to, or, or at least we'd be seeing rain like, <laughs> his yeah. head bobbing just and like that's a great way to start your day um it's, it's, with it's the same song every day you play? um i'll 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 mix it through like if i stop feeling the song then i'll switch to something else mm -hmm. like i have to feel the song i have to put it on like it makes me want to dance and play with my dogs or mm -hmm. grab my wife and turn her or something oh. because it, it it forces a mood change see honestly towards the positive you just painting that picture just now like drummed up gratitude in me you know you're talking about just turning your wife and petting your dog like that that just gave me all the warm fuzzies yeah and yeah it's effective but like you said it's a practice it's definitely not something that's just gonna like yeah it's not just gonna happen yeah yeah so so whatever makes you feel gratitude then find a way to do it so for some people i like more active so uh, i don't i would rather put on a song and dance with my wife than than meditate thinking about my wife and memories that we've had mm -hmm. right that's, it, I like that's that. me right yeah. I, I like active things so that's where you have to hack yourself because people will have their own strategies and that's great you try on the hat and you see how it fits and if it fits you keep doing it if it doesn't you toss it and try on the next hat so uh the next one that i saw recently which this one really got me excited especially because we had already decided to do this um the heart versus the head mm. uh this is a 
a constant thing that I'm like thinking about and pondering on, especially dealing with any kind of artistic medium, storytelling, you know, the heart, heart is generally the most important thing for, for that, connecting with other people on that level. However, strategy, tactics, using your head and understanding what works is obviously a part of it. But I think this is like a perpetual debate in almost anything that we do. So what have you found? Is it a mix of both? Do we lead with our heart? You can speak from your own experience. I know it's probably different for everybody, but, uh, no, this, this is super easy. I love it. I, oh man. I know we're bumping up against the clock. This is crazy. Time flies when you're in the lab. Um, <laughs> big decisions with the, with the heart and small ones with the head. Hmm. So especially in artistic create, it feels because art, great art makes people feel. Yes. I should be able to watch your doc or look at a painting or hear some music and I feel something. A great art makes people feel. So you have to start with that. Um, your head only understands a world that currently exists. It's mm. logical, it's practical, it's designed to keep you safe. Mm. Your heart can create something that hasn't existed before. It's the creator being able to come up with something brand new. And so you make the big decision. At the beginning when you're trying to decide, often they'll, they'll conflict because your heart wants, wants to do something and your head says, you can't do that. You can do a podcast, you can do whatever. Like you didn't go to school for that. You know? And you might see it as negative, but it's only, it lives in a world that currently exists. And the rain who currently is, isn't capable of doing this thing. But you're not playing in the world of rain that currently is. It's the world that rain wants to aspire to be and is becoming because you're growing and getting better. And this is the same for everybody listening and watching. So the big decisions with the heart, you decide, I am doing this. I am launching my show. I am moving to California. I am whatever, right? Like you decide. And then you use your head to figure out how to do it. Because to launch a podcast, you still have to use your head. Like what right. microphone am I going to buy? And when right. what yeah, your heart's questions am I going to ask? And, right? But, but. Once you've decided, your head then gets on board. Yeah. Your head then helps you figure out the how to execute. But until you decide, it's this constant battling, right? There's this, this messy battle between the head and the heart. And so big decisions in life. Like don't make the list of pros and cons. That's a stupid way to do it. You're trying to make a, you're trying to make a decision with your head by doing pros and cons. There might be 14,000 cons for your idea, but one pro, and you love that pro, so you have to go up and do it right? At least to see. Otherwise you regret it your whole life. So big decisions with the heart, small ones with the head. I love it. I think it's a perfect place to end my friend. Evan, thank you, man. I appreciate your time. Any, any final words, any place you want to send people? I want to send people to the comment section of this video and go show rain some love. Ooh, my man. How many, how many videos have you done? This is three seasons. Yeah, I had, a, I had a podcast previously a few years ago in a different world, and then this is uh, the end of the third season. This is the bonus episode. Wow. So listen, you, if you guys have been listening to all the work that this – is, this isn't easy. It's not easy to book guests. It's not easy to have you know, questions. It's not easy to get in front of the camera all the time and do this stuff. If you found value in this episode or any of the other episodes that Rain has done, just show a little bit of love. In the, take a little bit extra time. I know you might be driving. Like, just remind yourself. When you get home or you get to the office, just leave a little comment and, and say how much Rain's work has meant to you. You're a good man, Mr. Carmichael. I appreciate you. Thank you for your time. Thank you for all you're doing out there, brother. Amazing. Talk to you soon, man. Peace and love. Cheers.
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.